Hello, I'm Amy. And I'm Brandon. And you're listening to the The Ears and Beers Beers Podcast. Podcast. Come on in and grab a beer. Put on your mini ears and let's Let's talk talk Disney. Disney. Hey everybody, it's Amy Jenkins coming at you for the first time as a married woman. Brandon and I have been back from the wedding for a little bit. And I'm really excited to talk to you today about our wedding week and some of the things that we did to make our wedding so special. So the first thing we did is we had a welcome event for our guests. This was a totally optional event. And we also made sure that our guests knew well in advance, it was included on our um, invitations, that this would be a Dutch treat event. And that means that everybody pays their own way. That was just the best option for us and for our budget. But there are brides out there who have their welcome event um, at a Disney rental facility and they have like a catered buffet. But for us, we knew that not all of our guests were going to be able to attend the welcome event. For a lot of our guests, it was their only park day or they just didn't necessarily like the food at Banana Cabana or, you know, just a myriad of reasons. But we just wanted to give our guests as much information up front so they can make the right decision for their family. And um, we really had a great time at Banana Cabana. Again, it's at the Caribbean Beach Resort. Our wait staff was incredible. It's a poolside bar, but honestly, the wait staff was really attentive. Our uh, waiter remembered everything off the top of our his head, and there were probably 20 different bills going. Handled it like a champ, truly. Um, we really enjoyed the food. It was kind of like elevated and on theme poolside bar food, but it had that Caribbean beach feel to it. You can also order off the Sebastian's Bistro menu, but we kept it to the bar menu and really enjoyed everything that we got. Uh, I think Brandon really loved the jerk chicken and the drinks were all delicious. So we had a really good time. Something else that we really enjoyed that was um, something that we hadn't exactly planned was that we got amazing view of Epcot Forever, like a truly amazing view of that show. And um, it felt like we were kind of maybe in like an Epcot parking lot view, but it was really close. And since our wedding really kind of um, revolved around fireworks in a lot of ways, this was a really great way for us to kind of set that precedent, precedent, (laughs) not the president, no, set that precedent with our guests. If you're considering having a fairy tale wedding or even just any sort of wedding where people are traveling long distances, a welcome event can be a really fun way to make sure that family members who might not have met each other have met. Um, Brandon and I both have family on the far side of the United States um, in California and Colorado and Nevada. And so for everybody to be able to meet each other before the wedding and kind of in the flurry of that big day was really important to us. And it was just really nice, low-key way to kind of start the festivities. Um, If you have the time and your party has a time, definitely do it. And again, um, there wasn't a lot of planning that went into it. I just kind of put it on our um, invitations, set a time, set a date, said, hey, this is going to be on you. Here's what the menus like kind of runs price-wise. Entrees are about this much, drinks are about this much. So again, people can make an informed decision, but we really enjoyed that. And um, just felt it was like a really great way to start that. The next thing we did was early the next morning at 9 a.m. we had our wedding rehearsal and the wedding rehearsal was at the wedding pavilion and we were really excited because when we went to do our planning back in February, Brandon and I did not get to go into the wedding pavilion. So we did not see 
our wedding venue in person until the day before our wedding. And that sounds totally crazy, but honestly, I'm really glad that we didn't get to see it beforehand because it was so special in that moment for us to see it for the first time with all of our friends and family. And I will say that there were a lot of people that we had to take their jaws off the floor. I think a lot of people, when they hear Disney fairy tale wedding, they don't know how classy and elegant that they can really be. But I have to say that the wedding pavilion is probably the most elegant, um, in my opinion and Brandon's opinion, of um, the venues that you could have. Every detail is perfect, it's timeless. And I think that a lot of even the naysayers have now been like, oh my gosh, that's actually really great. So we enjoyed getting to see that for the first time like our guests did. And so it was kind of special. Um, A lot of people also were kind of nervous because, hey, you planned this from afar. How much can they really know about you and your wedding? And, you know, how involved are they going to be? Because, again, you know, how, how much could they know? But I was so impressed with our planner, Christy. She really walked us through every detail. She set expectations for not only us, but for our parties and for um, even our families who were in attendance so that everybody knew exactly what they needed to know. And they didn't need to know everything. So she was really good at also communicating specialized knowledge to the people who needed it. And um, she was really, I think, instrumental in making our day go as smooth as possible. She was really nice. She was um, funny. She learned our family's nicknames for each other. Like she went truly above and beyond because she also was not afraid to be like, all right, now it's time to be serious. We're going to get this done so that you guys can go and have more fun. And after our rehearsal, we kind of got some time one-on-one as a couple to kind of talk to her about anything that we were kind of... worried about or wanted to go over just one last time. And so that was really great to us. And then we did get some time um, as a family and with all of our um, our wedding parties to kind of enjoy the pavilion because on the day of the wedding, it was like business time. So we weren't going to get to really do family photos out there uh, really ever again. Um, so we took advantage of that. And um, we didn't know how long that was going to take and if there was going to be anything afterwards. So we had originally planned, as I think I've referenced multiple times on this podcast, to go to Ohana um, for brunch following the reception. And if we had stayed on our schedule, it would have worked fine. However, um, as a place for the reception, it did not work because we would have not been able to be seated at the same time, there would have been multiple tables going and probably none of them together. I will say that after I actually canceled all of our reservations that we had made, Ohana did call me back about the event. So I'm sure that I probably could have um, worked with them. However, at that point, I was just really um, anxious to get everything squared away and have a contract. And so we ended up doing lunch at House of Blues in Disney Springs. And y'all, like, I think that was honestly the best move for our family. It was a semi-private room. Uh, On the day of, it ended up being a fully private room. We didn't share uh, the room with another family. And even if we had, there would have been a really nice curtain blocking it to where it would have felt private regardless. But our guests had about two hours to kill, which was really great because some people went and changed. Some people needed to freshen up a little bit. And then also like those of us who had kind of like um, 
plans for the rest of the day, we're able to kind of go ahead and get ready for whatever that entailed as well. So, um, and get parking at Disney Springs. It was really easy kind of to set up our event with them. They were really excited to work with us. The budget was amazing for what we got. Um, I could not have been more pleased. Um, we did look at using um, a Disney rental for this and doing a catered brunch. And that was about two and a half times more expensive than what we got here. So we were really pleased. It's funky. It can be kind of loud. It wasn't loud for us, but it was really funky. So if that's a turn off to you, maybe don't go there. But I actually, as I've again alluded to multiple times in the podcast, I'm an art historian for the state of Alabama, more or less is my job. And it was really amazing because um, I did a site visit at House of Blues the day before just to kind of scope it out. And I was walking through and on their walls, I saw like eight of the artists who are very famous from Alabama. And I was like, oh my gosh, I literally work with this person's legacy and their family. So it was really cool little nod to being home. And it just really made it feel special to me because it's something that I get to do every day. So um, if you ever go check out the artwork, it is really amazing. You will hear names that are very important. Pay attention to Howard Finster and Moe's T especially. They are really juggernauts of American folk art. So that's your art tip that you did not want on a Disney podcast. What I cannot emphasize enough um, was how amazing the service was. Um, we got there again around noon to have our lunch and um, you know water and tea are included with the package that we got but Brandon and his dad really wanted a beer and were like totally prepared to pay out of pocket for it because that's kind of what we had worked out with the contract before. And the server would not let Brandon or his dad pay for their beers. He said it was on us. Don't worry about it. Um, we had some people who I think got sodas and I'm not sure if we were charged for those like we should have been or not, but they really were like looking out for us. We felt like we were like their biggest priority. So we picked um, a menu that was really pretty simple, but it ended up being A, delicious, B, huge, and C, like exactly what we needed for our group. So we had about 27 people that we invited. I'd say we ended up having about 22 that attended. So we had a pretty medium-sized group, I would say, but we had a wedge salad to start. And the wedge salad was honestly entree sized. Like <laughs> it was the size of roughly a canoe and it was drizzled in like the only blue cheese dressing I've ever loved. And I would have eaten 18 of those and been perfectly happy and died, but it would have been great. Uh, then we gave everybody the choice of pulled pork with fries and a shrimp po' boy sandwich with fries. I got the pulled pork. I am from a like pulled pork state and I'm snobby about pulled pork. I really liked this. I thought it was good. It was a little sweet, but they had different sauces that you could have put on it. Brandon got the po' boy. He really enjoyed it. Their fries were really, really good. And then for dessert, we had key lime pie. Y'all, that key lime pie was delicious. Delicious. It has like coconut in the crust. So if you don't like coconut, beware. Or if you have an allergy, beware. But it was like the perfect amount of sweet and tart and it was delicious that was not the last key lime pie we had on our wedding week though <laughs> we did have a little bit of that but um we were there for probably we had the space from 
two or I'm sorry, from 12 to three. And we probably were only really there for about an hour and a half because, um, you know, there's only so much you can do at a rehearsal dinner. We kind of had the requisite speeches and little, you know, cute stuff. And, um, it was really exactly what we wanted. Um, but it was, it was great. And we left a little early, but I felt like we really got like service that we might not have been able to get if we had gone to a restaurant following, or if we had, um, I'm sure if we had gone with Disney rentals, we would have had great service too, but this was a really great way to, um, kind of highlight Disney Springs to our guests as well. Brayden's family actually loved Disney Springs like a ton and went back later that night and did some shopping there. So I was really pleased that I kind of got my plug in for Springs because that, uh, that transformation, it really had a glow up that area did in my opinion. After the rehearsal, I had a park day with my mom and she's the reason that I was a dis bride in the first place. Um, not only because she like paid for our wedding <laughs> and helped out like that, but also because, um, she's the one who, I mean, she and my father both took me to Disney when I was five, eight, 10, 16, 17, you know, like all the years of my life that we've been. So, you know, she and I have gone to so many parks together. She is just as big of a dis nerd as I am. Um, and so, I just, you know, wanted to have some time to thank her one-on-one -on -one, to ride some of our favorite rides one last time before um, I changed my last name and, you know, um, kind of had this big milestone in my life. We also went to Narcoozie's for dinner that night. That was the first restaurant I'd ever eaten at when I went to Disney when I was five for the first time we stayed at the Grand Floridian. And um, the food was delicious. I have to say, um, we just ordered appetizers and um, split a small dessert because we were so stuffed still from lunch. Um, we were like, we had walked off a lot at the Magic Kingdom, but not enough to eat a full entree there. And um, honestly, the waitstaff was amazing. So we um, weren't probably like their like biggest yield table, but they also gave me a huge congratulations gift and treats. And they just really made us feel special. We had um like bride shirt on and my mom had a mother of the bride shirt on and uh while that's typically a little bit less than their dress code nobody batted an eye and they were so kind to us because they could tell that it was a big occasion and everybody just wanted to send me their well wishes on my marriage and um to tell mom congratulations on raising me I guess <laughs> so after Narcoozies we kind of called it a really early night because I had to be up at 2 50 a.m to brush my teeth and put on, you know, like a little bit of a game face and chug a um, Starbucks double shot before my makeup artist got there at 3 a.m. And she got there right at 3 a.m. Um, I used Stacy Auto with um, fairy tale hair and makeup. And Stacy honestly was incredible. She was professional. She was fast. She made me look and feel like a million dollars. Um, and she was fun for 3 a.m. I don't think I would have liked just anybody. And she was absolutely the right person to do the job. So I really appreciated her. And then at five, Ty, the photographer, picked me up in the van. And we got to drive over to the Port Orleans Riverside um, to the lobby where Brandon was already set up for our first look photos. 
and it was really kind of magical. Ollie was already there. I hadn't got to meet him um, in person quite yet, but I got to, at that point, um, see him and um, got to, to walk over to Brandon and have our reveal moment. I've never seen him so dressed up before, so it was a really special moment for me, and I think um, it was kind of weird for him to see me um, in my wedding dress and in a veil. I actually wore a stunt veil, which is a Disney wedding um, kind of pro tip. If you were having your wedding uh, portraits taken before your actual wedding, you might want to go on Amazon and find a veil that kind of looks like yours or is close enough to fool pictures. Um, for like, mine was 15 bucks with uh, tax. And that way, um, if you stand in a wet spot, because the Magic Kingdom has literally just been pressure washed, um, your veil's not going to change colors. My dress got a little dirty, but nothing that you could see. But if my veil had gotten dirty, it would have been horribly, horribly obvious. Um, Another thing is that you were going to be on concrete. If you ever did your portraits there, um, you'll be on concrete and it will drag and it will tear a little bit. That happened to me too. So again, um, my true veil would have been destroyed and I would have been, I would have been completely devastated. But anyway, it was perfect. I was so grateful to the Disbrides Facebook community for sharing that pro tip. And the best part was, um, I mentioned to Stacy, my hair and makeup artist later that I had, um, you know, done a stunt veil. She asked if she could have it just so she could show it to brides, kind of so they could get a full picture when they did their hair and makeup test. And so I was able to kind of help out future brides too. And um, she brought me a drink later on our cruise because it turns out we were actually going on the same cruise um, the next couple days. So small world and it was so much fun to get to know her. Um, so we, uh, we did our first look And then we were in the Magic Kingdom. We got to see some really great behind the scenes things that I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about or not. But our um, photographers knew that we were huge Disney nerds. They know about the podcast. And they were telling us everything they could about what that was. Oh, by the way, you know, this is the entrance to Jungle Cruise. It was just really great that they were able to show us all those little uh, behind the behind the scene touches and so we were probably there we got there earlier than we were supposed to which was perfect and we um, got to get some extra shots that we didn't necessarily get to have and it was just really incredible because Ali has such an amazing like eye for this kind of stuff and we got to see some of the raw unedited pictures and they're honestly stunning just kind of on his um on his camera. So I can't wait to see them, um, when they are edited and sent to us. So we really enjoyed doing the portraits. They were, um, a pretty substantial expense. Actually, photography was one of our biggest expenses. Uh, I think it was like food photography, then floral were our, our top three, but honestly it was worth it. We did not do a videographer. Um, I work again in this industry and I know that, Uh, The statistics of people who actually watch their wedding videos is pretty low. And also, um, we watched a lot of videography samples on YouTube, and I wasn't pleased with the quality. So I um, I opted out and really wanted to put money into um, building a beautiful album and pictures for our social media that we can really cherish um, as well. And Disney will, once um, they're done editing send us a link to an online book and we'll get a USB in the mail. So we'll have high resolution images to cherish. We also get 
two albums with our package. So we're able to design those to kind of our liking and, you know, really customize them. Um, but we can also blow up the images that are on that archival USB to um, like poster size and a little bit above. So, you know, um, we might decorate our formal living room with wedding pictures on canvas at some point. But anyway, we're just, we were honestly so pleased with Ali and with Ty. Ty was really kind of helping Ali and wasn't taking as many pictures, but they did have some like editorial talk. Um, we then took the rest of our wedding photos, um, portraits at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And Ali and Ty were talking about how that was actually like super unique. Most people don't pair those together. We had originally done it to where um, it was going to be Magic Kingdom and Epcot. But Brandon had actually never been to Epcot at that point. So it would have felt really weird for his first time to be for wedding portraits. And also like we went to Animal Kingdom Lodge to go to Boma on our first trip and on that wedding planning trip back in February and we fell in love. It's not been done to death and it kind of gave Ollie a challenge, which I think he really rose to the occasion. Um, it was really funny. I got to climb up a bench in my wedding dress. So that was really something you don't do every day. Um, Brandon probably was like having arm cramps because he was dipping me for like 45 seconds at a time, 90 seconds at a time. It was a lot. My core hurt afterwards. It was a true workout, but oh my gosh, these photos are going to be completely worth it. We'll share um, on our Facebook and social media and everything when we're done um, and they're available so you guys can see like the amazing talent that they have. So um, we probably finished up around like nine, got back to the hotel around nine and I took a nap and for about an hour and a half, uh, got to feel like a human again. And then at 1030, my girls came over, my um, maid of honor, my two bridesmaids and my mom and I, everybody came over and we had, um, we had our lunch and um, we had our first girls sit in the chair to get their hair and makeup done. Stacy came and um, had Jen with her and they were able to do all of our hair and makeup in like about two hours. So, um, they did, like I said, my maid of honor, they did my two bridesmaids, they did my mom's hair and makeup. They touched up my hair and makeup, which really didn't really need that much, even though I took a nap on it. Cause that's just like, uh, a really good endorsement for Stacy. <laughs> I, I napped and literally the only thing she needed to do was like touch up my lipstick a little bit. And like, I think she like sprayed my face. That was it. Anyway. Um, and then we also did my flower girl for her hair. And so it was like, a whirlwind of activity. Um, we had thought about lunch and lunch was kind of like a, a stressor. Um, but ultimately we just had, um, we, we really only had Publix like sandwich stuff and it was actually perfect. So, um, don't feel like you have to order room service. Don't feel like you have to do anything like that. If you don't want to, honestly, I got two types of bread, two types of meat, two types of cheese, all the condiments I stole from Port Orleans Riverside quick service. Uh, so there'd be individualized packets. I got two types of chips. I got two types of cookies and, um, got a ton of sodas at Publix. It was like 60 something dollars and it fed eight people. It was perfect. We had tons of leftovers. I ate sandwiches for like the next two days. We sent home sandwich stuff with Brandon's siblings. Um, but it was just, it was a good way to get around some of the stress of, okay, 
my hotel doesn't offer this. What do we need to do? Um, and honestly, you know, there were a couple of places where I just felt like it was okay to cut costs. And, uh, as long as I wasn't going to pass out later, um, I thought that that was an okay lunch. And so, uh, we were really excited about that. And then, um, at about three, the limo came to pick up me and the girls and my parents. And so we got to ride in a limo from Port Orleans over to the Grand Floridian to the main lobby where we were able to take our wedding portraits um, with our families and our friends. So we did pre-ceremony photos instead of post-ceremony photos. And this was kind of for a lot of reasons. Um, A, this is kind of what Disney has always kind of pushed for. If you're going to see each other before the wedding anyway, it makes things way less chaotic After at the wedding pavilion later. It gets people on to the reception at an earlier time um, so that they can actually enjoy cocktail hour. And it gives the couple some time to breathe after the wedding and really just kind of enjoy what they just took part in because it's, you know, kind of a big milestone, I guess. Um, So we took our family photos there and it was honestly incredible. This was something that I was really worried about. Um, You know, there being a backlog, people taking uh, too long, you know, um, how, how many shots are they going to need of each family? But, um, we had Ollie and Stephanie, uh, Caldwell there and they were able to like crank them out. Like they were a machine. It was a well-oiled machine. It was amazing. We were probably done in like 45 minutes flat and that's with three different families. So that was really pretty incredible. Um, And I mean, they're at the Grand Floridian lobby. They're in front of that beautiful, beautiful chandelier. Um, Brandon and I got to do some portraits separately. And, um, you know, they were just honestly like incredible. And, you know, as somebody whose first trip ever was staying at the Grand Floridian, it was just such a great nod to that family tradition. Um, After we were done taking our portraits and uh, family pictures, we were able to um, hop back in the limo And the limo was there to kind of provide a shuttle for everybody. It was really nice also to kind of take a seat and chug some water um, before the big moment. And then it wasn't long before we were back at the wedding pavilion and kind of in our little vestibule getting ready. And, um, you know, we probably were only there for about 10 minutes before it was actually wedding time. And it was kind of a blur, honestly. You know, your wedding, they always say that it is. But... Um, it was really, I think, incredible to get to see um, all the details in all of the rooms. You know, they had the magic mirror kind of there and all these gorgeous touches that like, you know, are just so perfect. So we got to enjoy those spaces for just a little bit and got to cut up with my bridesmaids and my ring bearers were being like adorable and uh, fighting a lot. So they were getting a little wrinkled, but it was so perfect. Um And then, you know, um, we had the beginning of the wedding happen and, you know, everybody kind of was called to order and I don't, didn't really get to, um, do any of that. And I didn't get to see Brandon or his family or anybody walk down the aisles. Um, but I did get to get, be moved into kind of a side room and get to see my girls line up and I got to hear them kind of, um, get ready, got to watch my flower girl and my ring bearers line up and then, Mom and I got to get ready to walk down the aisle, and um, it was honestly just, like, such a really great moment to kind of have, like, just one last last breather with just me and Mom and kind of um, 
get to enjoy that moment, just the two of us. And so, um, you know, we obviously like walked down the aisle and my dress is like underneath my feet. So I was walking um, pretty intentionally trying to make sure I didn't fall on my face, but it was awesome. Um, the floral was, I think, um, stunning. I was really pleased with what we got. Um, I really, um, don't like roses that much. I really don't know why, but I don't really like them. Um, especially red roses, which I know is like the romantic thing to do, but I'm a weirdo. Um, some roses did find their way into our um, candelabra pieces, but they were like this beautiful pale purple and like almost like kind of like a really beautiful chartreuse almost, which I don't think I would have picked out myself, but with the rest of the floral, it looked gorgeous. And so we had these gold candelabras that are like dotted with these flowers um, that kind of lined the aisle and it was so beautiful. Um, I felt like I was kind of in like a garden, almost like a fairy tale garden. Um, our theme was really always supposed to be kind of like Southern elegance, classic Southern. Um, cause like I'm from Alabama. That's what I grew up with. That's what I feel comfortable with. And so our wedding, like the actual ceremony itself had very few like Disney, Disney touches. Like we didn't have major domo come out. We didn't have anything like that, but we had a couple of really subtle touches. But for the most part, if you looked at some of our pictures, other than Cinderella's castle being very prominent in the background, you might not have known when it was a Disney wedding. And, um, I think that that was an important balance for me to strike. Um, I wanted something that was timeless, um, but also did have some nods here and there. So my flower girl's basket had little, um, hidden Mickey's. My bouquet had a hidden Mickey in it too. That was made of Swarovski crystals. Um, there was just a lot of little touches that nodded to Disney, but again, it wasn't like smack you over the head. Like, Hey, I'm at, <laughs> you're at magic kingdom. So, you know, we walked into this beautiful space. Um, the altar was great. Everything looked amazing. Um, it was just really kind of like a moment getting to see all of my friends and family in this space um, and getting to really cherish that moment with the people had there on our, our biggest day. So, um, you know, there were some other touches too. Brandon walked out to the Imperial March from Star Wars and that kind of added a little bit of levity to the situation. Um, our officiant was somebody who actually we know, um, there's a lot, always a lot of questions in the Diz Brides community about, do you have to have a Disney sanctioned officiant? And the answer is no, you don't. Like, um, if we had wanted literally anybody to do it, they would have let it. Probably not like anybody in like a Minions costume or something like that, but like, otherwise they probably would be like, yeah, that's totally fine. And so it was somebody who actually performed the wedding ceremony of my mom to my stepdad. She also was my guidance counselor when I was a kid. Um, she has known my family for decades and I grew up with her children. So it was really just like important for me to have that like touch of home, even though we were um, about eight hours away from home. Um, so the ceremony again was just like picture perfect. We really loved every second of it. Um, we both wrote our own vows and cried a lot. And um, the photographers later told Brandon that he was one of the most expressive grooms that they've ever seen. Uh, he, they gave him a lot of material to work with, I think is what they said. <laughs> um, but it was just like such a joyous occasion to, to finally get to declare our love in that way. So we were 
really excited. Um, immediately following, we had what's called a staged exit, and um, we were walked over. There's kind of a bridge that joins um, Fronx, the wedding planning studio, and the ground where there's um, you would walk towards the Grand Floridian, and then the island that the wedding pavilion is actually on. Um, so on the bridge, everybody had lined up with ribbon wands, and we're kind of waving those as we walked through. A little arch that they made we took some pictures and then we fake got in a limo for a minute drove around the block took a breather and um, by the time we pulled back around most of our guests had kind of dissipated um, we did have some that had ordered um, minivans and so they were kind of lurking around a little bit but it was totally fine we just kind of snuck back in and did our couples um, portraits in the wedding pavilion and we were probably only did those for about 30 45 minutes Got the all-important monorail shot. Um, we really wanted a monorail shot. We really hoped that we could get one overhead. And so this was kind of the perfect opportunity um, to do that because it is really, really difficult to have a monorail shot um, actually in it. You have to go through a lot of hoops, we learned. And so um, that's something that I will say um, kind of on a brief tangent is just because you see it on like a Disney fairy tale weddings blog or you've heard about somebody else doing it doesn't mean that that's ever going to happen again. Um, I would be very cautious of anything that's done for promotional materials because that's not always what happens in day-to-day reality. Also know that a lot of ride pictures, even remember monorail is technically a ride, is kind of at the conductor's discretion. And so during our portrait shoot, we were able to get onto the carousel, Prince Philip's carousel, only because the ride operator let us. And we had to ask permission. Our photographers had to bargain a little bit. So again, don't go in expecting anything. Um, And I think that's just a good rule rule of thumb at Disney anyway, like never expect the moon because you might not always get it. But if you are flexible, they'll give you all the pixie dust in the world if they can. Um, that's our motto, right? <laughs> anyway, so um, we really were appreciative that we got those pictures. And then we were chauffeured over to the um, contemporary. Something else that was really nice is in the transportation was that um, with the limo, some of our uh, families were able to ride over to the contemporary um, so that they didn't have to worry about trying to find transportation. Um, and it was just really helpful to kind of get some people over to the cocktail hour. Uh, when Brandon and I made it to the contemporary, um, we immediately went up to the California Grill where Christy met us with a pizza in hand, like she was ready to go. She's like, this is pizza. Y'all are going to eat it. What do you want to drink? Um, so we had margaritas and we sat in this private room, which is actually the Sonoma room, um, and got to look out over our guests who were on the catwalk. We got to see them. They couldn't see us. So we were sitting there kind of, um, you know, watching everybody's behavior, having a drink, eating some pizza, making sure that we got to enjoy kind of like a down moment or two. And then we got to um, have our first dance. And so what happened was we did a lot in like the first couple of minutes of our reception. We had our parties introduced. We were introduced as a couple. And then we had like the blessing, the first dance, we had the first dance, and then we had the blessing of the food. And so we were like jam-packed. We used DJ Steve Dunlap. I cannot recommend him enough. 
cannot. Like, he was able to read the vibe of the room so well. So he introduced us. It was classic. It was fine. It was everything we wanted. And so we walked in. We did our first dance. Our first dance was Happily Ever After um, by, you know, Jordan Sparks and um, whatever his name is. That's terrible, I know, but I can't remember. <laughs> um, anyway, so we did that because that was one of the first uh, things that Brandon and I did together at Disney was watch the fireworks. And so that was just like a nod to our relationship, which is, you know, kind of what it's all about anyway. So um, we did that. We had our minister bless the food again. And y'all, we dug into like one of the biggest and best meals of our lives. So we had flatbreads that were like assorted already for people during cocktail hour. We had an open bar. That's something that was really important to us. So these flatbreads were kind of assorted. Um, there were different flavors and, um, you know, so people already had that in them. And then we sat down and we had our wedding ravioli, which is literally one of the best things ever. It's goat cheese ravioli and like this beautiful tomato mushroom broth. And it's one of their signature dishes. So we go to California Grill, be sure to get that ravioli because it is like such a delight. We also then had a salad course and the salad course was also delicious. We had uh, kind of originally planned to um, skip because we were sitting at a sweetheart table so we were going to kind of like not eat the salad, but then I really wanted the salad and it was incredible as well. Um, we then had a sorbet course to kind of cleanse our palates. And this is something that I really had trouble finding information about. And that's how they serve the entrees for your main course. Um, because you don't, do like an RSVP where it's like, I want the salmon. I want the steak. I want the ravioli. You got the ravioli anyway. <laughs> but, um, you know, there wasn't like that opportunity to kind of like pre-order because what they do at, um, California Grill, which is ingenious and more places should really start doing this. I'm going to start like evangelizing about this, um, is you have family style platters of three entrees. We picked their beef tenderloin, which again, is kind of what they're known for. So you got to do it. We also had chicken and pork. So we covered kind of all of those. Each table got ample platters of those. So you could mix and match. You could try. You could say, you know what? Today I wasn't feeling pork. So I'm so glad I could have the chicken and the steak. Um, and you can try all three. No shame. Um, Brandon and I have some when I say Brandon and I, I say I have some food allergies. So we had the beef tenderloin and we had a really great fish that was served with bok choy and a coconut rice that was delicious. Um, so we got to taste both of those entrees as well and really enjoyed that. We then had a dessert trio. And honestly, I don't remember a whole lot of the dessert trio because at that point I was starting to get super full. Um, I know that there was like a key lime sable breton there was um, something chocolatey and then there was like a puff pastry as well and i'm normally like such a sweet tooth but i was so full um and i knew that i wanted to save room for our cake our cake was from the grand floridian bakery it was three tiers and it was everything we wanted um the first two tier or it kind of alternated the first tier and the third tier bottom tier were um a like yellow cake mix, just traditional. 
um, not mixed, but you know, yellow cake um, with a chocolate buttercream. And it was frosted to be white on the outside with buttercream and had um, really beautiful um, buttercream beading detail. The second tier was designed to look just the same, but it was actually a Bailey's cake. Um, so it had a um, Bailey's mousse on the, the layers with the chocolate cake. And everything just was exactly as good as we remembered it during our tasting. I don't think I ate that much cake, honestly, though, because I was so full because we had just had six other courses, like six, y'all. It was so much food. And for the per person for that, honestly, it was the best value. You have as a Disney bride, a certain minimum or Disney wedding, um, a certain minimum per person that you have to meet. You can meet this by doing a very traditional like heavy hors d'oeuvres very quickly. You can also have a seven course meal at one of Disney's signature restaurants for the same amount of money. Obviously, I think that we chose wisely for our group. I don't regret a thing. I've heard mixed reviews about some of the items that are available on those buffets. So I was really pleased at the quality of the food that we got for our group. We did have to stay under 50 people to be in that space. That was no problem because part of the reason we had this wedding was so that we could have a smaller wedding anyway. Um, But we just can't say again how pleased we were. Um, The servers in the Napa room, unparalleled, like truly unparalleled. Um, (laughs) Brandon's, um, one of Brandon's family members, I won't say which one, accidentally caught a napkin that was on the bread bowl on fire. Oh yeah, there was bread throughout this whole thing too. Bread service, amazing. Um, accidentally set the napkin on fire before he could even register what was happening. One of the like staffers had already removed it and was walking very briskly towards the door to set it out. (laughs) So, you know, our wedding was not without drama, but that was pretty low key and hilarious. Uh, (laughs) Um, so yeah, we had just the most amazing food and kind of like there was a little bit of a break between when we cut our cake, people were starting to eat it. And when the fireworks were going to start. And so DJ Steve walked over to us and said, you know, let's kind of kick it up a notch. Because before then we had kind of played instrumental jazz. We had kind of played some Disney classics. And um, kind of between courses, he would come and check on us and just say, like, how are you feeling about the vibe? How are you feeling about this? He was super attentive. Like, oh my gosh, DJ Steve was on it. Um, So DJ Steve kind of said, hey, we got this lull in time. I have the perfect idea on how to fill it. And so he pitched us this idea that was us having a lip sync battle between the men and the women. And I knew it was either going to go amazing or it was going to be like crickets chirping. Um, But our group was so into it. And if so, our space didn't have a lot of room for dancing. And he kind of knew that. And so we had this lip sync battle and... It was songs that like everybody should know for the most part, um, but kind of like oldies mixed in with some like pop mixed in with Disney music. So it was something that like no matter what your orientation was, you could probably find at least one song that you were going to know every word and you were going to get super into it. Like I Will Survive, uh, Justin Bieber, like um, At Last I See the Light. Like it was amazing. And so 
they would kind of go back and forth between the guys and the girls and there would be an opportunity for everybody to sing. Uh, Brandon's brother did like an amazing dance uh, kind of out of nowhere that was impromptu and gorgeous. <laughs> um, and it was just like, it was so much fun to kind of um, blow off some steam that way instead of dancing. Um, and then the fireworks were uh, kind of immediately afterwards and we had a catwalk view that we could walk out on the California Girl catwalk and see the um not so scary fireworks so it was just like one of those times where our love of disney really kind of comes to like a head at the fireworks i can't watch them without crying it was something that like i remember doing with my parents i got to do it with brandon and so it's just like something that's super important to us. So Brandon and I were actually down a floor below taking some beautiful pictures um, that we really can't wait to get back. We have one right now, but we know that we'll have a lot more um, in the future. And so it's something that was just so meaningful for us to have those pictures and to um, kind of get our guests to see kind of that like culmination of our love of Disney. And so after the fireworks were over, we had a little bit of time still for kind of open dancing. DJ Steve, again, knew kind of exactly what we were wanting in that time. He knew how to crank it up when it was time to crank it up, how to slow it down when it was time to slow it down. Y'all, I can't say enough. Like, Brandon wants to be his best friend. Like, I think that they really are going to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge together in like the coming months. It's wild. That's how I feel about Stacy though. So I totally understand. <laughs> um, anyway, so we just had this like amazing time and then we had a last dance, which is not something I really knew a lot about. Um, but we had a last dance where, uh, we played, can you feel the love tonight? And, um, had our last dance halfway through DJ Steve invited all the couples in attendance or anybody who wanted to dance to join us and it was kind of like a really chill way to end the night um we had to be out by 11 because there are guest rooms below us and that's a huge curfew that's actually really mandatory so it was really nice to kind of be able to like be like all right now <laughs> this is the time that everybody has to leave so um it was something that really was um you know nice to to have that um and brandon and i were so worried that we were gonna you know, get back at our hotel at one and just be run ragged, but we weren't. And we really were so grateful for all the built-in time to relax, to get to be a couple, to get to reflect, to have a breather. And so I was not nearly as exhausted as I thought I was going to be, even though I had been up since 2.50 in the morning. Um, there was a lot of adrenaline, a lot of coffee, a lot of, um, you know, energy drinks on Brandon's behalf too. And, but honestly, like it, we couldn't have picked a better day. We couldn't have had everything went perfectly. And the things that didn't go perfectly were perfectly imperfect. And, um, we're just honestly so grateful to the cast members who made it all possible. Um, they were honest with us when they needed to be honest with us. They didn't sugarcoat things if something wasn't working during the pictures ollie was saying like nah that's not gonna work brandon had to take his glasses off at some points because of the reflection i had to take my glasses off at some point because of reflection um you know my hair and makeup artist told me because you're wearing your glasses we're gonna have to change your lipstick from what you want everybody though was doing that to make sure that we had 
the best day ever and that everything translated perfectly in our pictures. And so we really just appreciate the helpfulness. We appreciate the fun that we had. We took selfies with our photographers, with our planning team, with everybody. We just had the most amazing team and we can't thank them enough. Um, We are so just in awe of everything that they did and um they do this so often um but we didn't feel like that we also felt like we were something that was really special and something that didn't happen every day so if you're considering doing a disney fairy tale wedding i think it's worth it i think that there are some places that you can cut cost and not feel it there are some places that you are going to want to spend extra and for us we really care the most about photography and food and um, floral and really setting that atmosphere and it all came together just so perfectly and we're so proud of everything that we did Um, and I would be honest if there were problems but there really weren't that many Um, again like I said like roses weren't my favorite there were some roses in the thing I was actually really excited at how they turned out. I thought I was going to be upset. I wasn't upset. It was fine. <laughs> One of my bridesmaids was like, oh gosh, there's there's roses. There's roses. She's going to freak. But honestly, at the end of the day, they were perfect. So, you know, there was just so many great things about it. And um, the best part is, you know, I had just come off of a surgery when Brandon proposed. I was really sick. I still had three weeks of recovery. My body was not able to go out and do site visits. I was not able to go out and do some tra- of the traditional wedding planning. And by the time that we came to February, when we were able to travel and I was healed, I had started a new job. I was in the middle of learning a massive undertaking of um, programs and learning how to do my job effectively. So between that and everything, I didn't have hours and hours and hours that traditional brides um, who don't have planners in this way did. So Disney was also incredible. Um, It was so funny. We were talking to our planner and I felt like I was such a nuisance. Like y'all, I'll be honest. I felt like I was a nag constantly. I would send emails, hey, we're going to do this as our favor. And then three days later, no, we're not doing this as our favor because X, Y, Z. And I felt like I was just constantly being a bother. And we get there and our um, planner like seriously says, we never heard from you. We we felt like we never heard from you. We never needed anything. You you were not a bother at all. Like you were one of our most low key people. And this wasn't prompted. So I feel like they actually meant it. (laughs) Um, But you know, it's something that just really was so easy and I trusted them completely. And honestly, I think if you trust in the vision and you kind of let them do what they do best, they're able to really make your day special. And um, honestly, there was something that was nice about being surprised a little bit by my wedding day. And not knowing exactly how my bouquet is going to look and not knowing exactly what this is all going to come together as was actually really nice. And I'm normally such a control freak and you can ask my friends and family. I'm normally so type A, but there was something nice about getting to be kind of like a tourist at my own wedding and getting to be um, kind of like um, let in on some surprises too. So there was so much Disney magic in that Um Brandon and I just really were so happy with how everything turned out. Um, I honestly just like, I can't 
say enough how if you want to have a vow renewal, there's options for that. If you want to have a small vow renewal where it's literally just you and two people, there's options for that that start at like $3,500. Do it. You can have a, a meal for just the four of you at like a really nice restaurant afterwards and you will probably have only spent $4,000. And so if you didn't get to have the wedding of your dreams, there's so many brides who do that. They, they get to do that. They have that moment again and they get to do it how they wanted it. And so that's just so important. If you feel like there's something that was missing in your first wedding, um, try it. Or if you're getting married for the first time, it's really um, more affordable than you think. There are minimums, but even meeting those minimums is really easy, but it's so customizable. Um, your DJ goes towards your minimum. Your food goes towards your minimum. Your floral, your photographer. I mean, we hit our minimum so quickly. Um, and you can, even when they send you your um, contracts and stuff and like uh, your estimates, you can say, you know what? That sounded really great on paper, but that's $1,800. I don't want it anymore. And they will cut it as long as you meet your minimums. So, or they'll tell you, hey, we understand you don't like that. We're going to give you this as an option so that you will meet your minimum in a way that you really like. Um, something that we didn't do is we did not have any of our wedding in parks uh, so that nobody had to pay park admission for any part of the wedding. Um, they do offer certain passes where you can say, you know, like, hey, this is part of a wedding. I'm only here for the wedding. And I know that they do let you in. But um, a lot of our guests, I think, would have had anxiety um, about that. And also, um, I really enjoyed, again, that we were really um, park adjacent. Like, you, there was never a point in our wedding where you could not see the Magic Kingdom. But we weren't having to pay uh, $50,000 plus to have a, an in-park wedding. Um, so it was just really something that turned out exactly how our vision wanted. It's something that's not entirely unique. I think people do our wedding package fairly often, but for us, it was exactly what we wanted. It's exactly what our family, my family especially wanted. And it just really, um, was a fairy tale. And, um, We'll be honest, like it's been really hard to come back and not be in that mode anymore because from the second we got to Disney until we left on our honeymoon, even after we were like cast members constantly gave us extra. They were so much pixie dust. We were treated like kings and queens. And so it's hard to come back to like, oh, like here's the pile of work on your desk. So we're again, we're really sorry that it took us a while to record this episode. Um, I've been dealing with like a lot of catch up at work. Um, this is kind of our busiest season. And so um, I was really fortunate that I started a new job as a newly engaged person who didn't know that um, this was actually our busiest time. And so I was kind of let off the hook, but I don't know if we'll be able to celebrate our anniversary on our anniversary ever again um, as far as trips go just because it is kind of our most hectic time and I don't want to ever get behind like this again. Um, so that was going on. Brandon got sick. We've had some dog issues. Um, one of our dogs is actually having to have surgery next week. We've just really been through a lot so we appreciate your patience. We want to be transparent about why we've been off of our schedule um, and I really want to highlight some exciting things that we want to cover. We were there and on our cruise for 13 days. We saw some things that we've never got to see. We got behind the scenes um, 
pixie dust that was only possible because of one of my coworkers. Um, her daughter is in Festival of the Lion King. So we got to go backstage. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our cruise. And um, we have some really um, strong opinions about how the cruise went for us, what we liked, what we didn't like, what we thought could have been better. And that's true of the parks too. We ate so many restaurants. We ate so much um, and we have so many like Thanksgiving things too. Like we're so grateful for every day that we got to stay at our hotel. We're going to talk about what that was like at Port Orleans Riverside. So stay tuned because we have a lot of things to cover. There's been a lot of park news since then. And you guys, it's like less than 30 days before we're back. We have our annual passes. We'll talk about what it was like activating those, what it was like to use those for the first time. If we think that we've made our money back, um, yet. I don't think we have, but by the end of this December trip, we will have done so. And um, we're going to talk about some of the just amazing, amazing experiences that we got to have. So we'll um, we'll definitely get back on our schedule. We'll keep you up to date on some of the, the events that we have. And then we'll get y'all hyped for our trip. Uh, just That's just around the corner. And um, we'll be there for opening weekend of Rise of the Resistance, as we've said a couple of times. Also there for Festival of the Holidays for Very Merry. We're going to see all those amazing new um, details that are happening at Animal Kingdom. We're just so excited um, to share this with y'all. So again, thank you for your patience. Thank you for um, understanding that this has kind of just been a roller coaster of time in our lives. And we just want to thank you for listening. This has been a long episode, but we thought you guys would want to know exactly what happened, exactly how we felt about it. And um, I hope you appreciated that we didn't hold back, that we didn't um, spare any details. And I hope that you found it interesting. Um, There's definitely got to be some um, interest in hearing about somebody else's wedding and all those details. So again, thank you so much for following. If you don't like us already on Instagram and on Facebook, please do. It's the Ears and Beers podcast. Um, Feel free to like uh, be nosy as about our wedding. There's pictures that are up. We've uh, shared everything that we have so far. So, um, yeah, like don't be afraid to stalk us. It's not really stalking us. <laughs> we want you to. So yeah, just, um, glean anything you can from our wedding and, uh, don't be afraid to comment to, um, be sure to like and subscribe and, um, you know, give us a rating. It'll help us get more followers if you give us a little bit of a shout out. And um, be honest, though, uh, we really appreciate everything y'all do. And we hope that you guys have an amazing weekend. And we'll talk to you soon. So bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Ears and Beers podcast. This is me, Brandon. I've been pretty sick, so I didn't do the episode this month. (laughs) I gave them a lot of apologies, I'll be honest. Yeah, we're not on a monthly basis. We've just been... Life has been pretty crazy, but thank you guys so much for the patience. Thank you for the continued support. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed learning more about the wedding uh, through the eyes and ears uh, and beers beers of Amy. Um, I agree with everything that she said. It was an amazing experience, emotional experience, something that we'll never forget. We cannot wait to share pictures with you guys. Follow us on all the things that she told you about earlier uh, to see more of our wedding pictures once we get them. Um, And then the next episode... We're going to be talking about the cruise. So it'll be a cruise episode um, going over our experience on a Disney cruise and what everything was like and uh, and all the amenities and everything to that effect. So we're going to give you guys, let you know if it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down from our perspective. 
and based on your situation as well. So keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks. But thank you so much for listening. Have a magical day.